welcome to the world of Mind Your Own Marketing Business. Explore a variety of trends in the creative landscape, getting insider knowledge from the industry's best. You are just proud to present Mind Your Own Marketing Business with host Joe Thanks Barsness. for joining us on the Mind Your Own Marketing Business Podcast. I'm Joe Barsness from web and mobile development team Fjorge, and today on our show, we'll be talking with Christian Banach, an expert on business development for agencies. Welcome to the show, Christian. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for doing this. Um, I am so excited for our conversation. Uh, it's a little bit in my my world, so I'm even looking to, to pick up some tips and tricks. Um, but to give the listeners a, a little bit of background, uh, can you tell us a little bit about you and your company? Uh, great, Joe. Uh, so what I do is I help advertising agencies and marketing services companies land six and seven figure opportunities predictably. And I do that in a few different ways, but ultimately the, the challenges that I'm seeing agencies experience is that uh, unfortunately they have an unpredictable pipeline in many cases. Uh, a lot of agencies are really unsure on, on who to target or how to target them. Uh, if they are doing some sort of proactive prospecting, uh, maybe the tactics they're using are no longer applicable. Uh, oftentimes a lot of agencies don't have any sort of lead generation system, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I really help them just generate more leads. Got it. No, that's awesome. Sounds like a really engaging world and something that agencies are always looking for. So how did you end up in that situation? Well, it's kind of a funny story how I got involved in agencies to begin with. Um, I tell people that I actually uh, started a concert promotions business when I was actually 18 years old. And I had run that for a couple of years and I was approached by an experiential marketing agency that was looking for some help with one of their activations. And we, you know, ran a promotions business, so we certainly uh, could help them. And the, the activation went really well. We did another one. We did another event with them. That led to other agencies finding out about us. Uh, and then that put off a light bulb in my head, said, why are we doing all these activations for other agencies? We could be doing the same thing. So that uh, started our own experiential division and started working with brands like Disney and Toyota, Anheuser-Busch, and it became you know, the primary uh, channel of our business at that point. Uh, and all along the way, you know, business development was really the area that I enjoyed most of my business. Um, however, you know, because of reputation, we kind of had clients that would come to us all the time. And I didn't really develop a, a proactive new business strategy. And un unfortunately, the recession ended up hitting in 2018, and my, my business ended up not making it. So at that point, I was looking to, to pivot, and I really enjoyed business development. And that's when I decided I wanted to do that full time. So I started working at an agency. Uh, in their business development director role. And really for the last almost 10 years now, I've played various business development uh, roles. I've also led uh, an outsourced lead generation company. I was the vice president there. Uh, and really that's what brought me here today. I made the decision recently whether I wanted to continue being an individual contributor at an agency or if I wanted to branch out and be able to contribute and work with you know dozens, hundreds maybe of agencies and help bring the bring the value that I've experienced and learned over the years to them. Awesome. I just wanted to clarify, you mentioned that the recession was 2018. Did you mean 2008? 2008, yes. Yeah, okay. sorry about that. <laughs> I was doing the math on how long you were doing everything, and it made sense that you were talking about 2008. So all good. Just wanted to clarify for anybody listening. All right, so along, you've worked with tons of brands, 
and you have uh, a number of years of experience. And I always like to ask, what's the coolest thing that you did in, in those years? What's the coolest project or client or interesting travel that you got to do? Uh, it's always a great question to ask marketers. Yeah, well, I would say one of the things I you know was most proud of that's, I think, pretty interesting when I tell people my background. You know, I was the kid uh, in the neighborhood that was buying and selling baseball cards. I was the kid cutting everybody's lawn. I was very entrepreneurial from a young age. Uh, I started going to concerts and nightclubs when I was only 14 years old. Uh, and by the time I was 18, I had actually become you know, pretty dissatisfied with the music that these teen dance clubs were playing in the area. And I'm from Chicago, which you know is the birthplace of house music. Yet the DJs at these these clubs were playing really kind of outdated wedding music. So I saw the an opportunity there. I put my entrepreneurial hat on. So I actually at the age of 18 convinced a banquet hall owner to rent me their space. I went out, booked uh, an audiovisual company and several of the top DJs in the Chicago area. And my friends and I got a group together, and we you know went out and promoted every school, mall, record store. And the result was we ended up selling a thousand tickets. We made a bunch of money. Uh, we met a lot of girls, which in high school, as you know, is, is important. <laughs> and that really began my run as a 15-year uh, concert promoter. And these juice bar parties, as we called them, back in the Chicago suburbs, ended up turning up into massive events. I worked with artists like Lady Gaga and T-Pain and Pitbull. And you know, we became one of the, the biggest uh, promotions company in the Chicago area. So, you know, I think that's uh, something that I'm proud of at the age of 18 to, uh, to have that, uh, you know, courage or, or maybe ignorance is a, is a better word yeah. for it to jump out and, and do something like that. Wow, that sounds, uh, that is a very natural way to get into to, to things like this from the very beginning, it sounds like. It was, it was. Yeah, I can't say I planned it, but that's the way it turned out. Right, great. So, so I know that um, that we have a number of listeners that are from agencies, and of course, uh, our my business being similar to that um, is always curious about new business and and what's working and what's not. Um, what are some high level things that maybe you see people aren't doing well? At the current moment, or things that they could look into to to in, to to better their process, their experience, and obviously their results. Yeah, I think one common theme that salespeople or business development people have to have to keep in mind that it's not about you; it's about them. And that's whether that is a sales email you're sending, how you present yourself on your website, if you're on a discovery call, you're pitching for new business. You have to make it about your prospect, not about yourself. Uh, it's the it's the with them, right? What's in it for me? And quite frankly, your prospects, they, they don't care about you. They care about their problems. And I know it's kind of hard for agencies. We want to tout our awards we've won, how many people we have in our office, how creative we are. Uh, but really, it, it's it's not about you. And, and I think that's something that we always have to remind ourselves about, uh, that it's about the prospect. It's about our clients. Got it. No, that's that's very interesting, and I I think I've read some of the same thing about um, uh, not necessarily you know in a lot of pitch decks I've seen and um, uh, been a part of. It's the first thing that's mentioned in the in the pitch deck is oh, all this stuff about us, about the agency, about how great we are. You know, if anything, that should be at the end if you even get to it. Um, and 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 get right to the meat of it, and 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 qualify yourself after you talk about what's in it for them. 
Um, and I think that's important. So no, that's great. Um, and what, in terms of your new consulting business, what's the strategy of the engagement? Is it a, um, is it a training materials? Is it a series of meetings? Is it you joining their team? What, what are you, um, experiencing and, and seeing success in? Yeah, we really help agencies in a, in a number of different ways, depending on, on where they need help. Uh, what I'm finding quite often is that there's agencies that, uh, you know, they, they want to grow beyond their current client set, uh, but they're not really sure where to grow or, or how to grow. So in more of a consulting manner, we help them define their target market strategy. You know, I'm finding others that are a little bit further along that, that do have a process in place, but maybe it's not working out as well as it could. So, and again, in more of a consulting manner, we can, uh, we can work and coach and train their business development team on uh, really the tactics uh, that are most relevant today to connect with decision makers. And really, uh, our goal is to set that initial meeting. What we find is agencies are really good, uh, most agencies are really good when they get in front of prospects, but their challenge is getting in front of the prospect in the first place. Uh, and that kind of leads to the, the other way that we work together with agencies, and that could either be helping them just design an entire business development system that, that generates leads, or we can be an outsourced partner and we will take that responsibility on it. And my team and I will, will actually be doing the outreach on behalf of the agency to set appointments with, with decision makers. So, you know, it, it ranges from consulting to training to outsourced services. Got it. No, that's kind of a wholehearted approach. Um, what, what are some things that you, um, are, are, are doing, um, as a part of the new business? So my question is like, how, what can people look for in terms of outsourcing that sort of an experience versus, you know, as I've heard from even an agency this week, it seems like we get new business folks into our system. They go through the Rolodex and a year later, they're gone. Um, what's different about what you do than just the connections that an individual has? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I think what's different here is we're, we're building a system, right? Uh, predictability is one of our uh, key terms in our value proposition. Certainly there are veteran business development directors out there with that kind of magic Rolodex, so to speak. And, and I, I really caution agencies to bring those people on without having a system in place because they could come in, they'll burn through their contacts. Maybe you get a business uh, lead or, or not, uh, but they, when they leave, that's it. They, they leave you kind of hanging dry and you're starting from scratch. So working with, with, with me and my team, we're really looking to develop a system that can, it's really plug and play, that you can put different individuals in. It's irrelevant of one, uh, one particular person. Uh, so that's, I think, a, a key difference is really developing a system. Got it. No, I like it. I like it a lot. So uh, the one other thing that I wanted to come at this from a completely different angle is when you know we have a number of folks at, at marketing organizations or marketing teams within organizations that listen to this show what advice do you have for them who are getting you know let's say more than one request from an agency every day that they um they should speak with an agency or that the agency has an idea for them 
what can you give them any advice on what a good reach out looks like or something that they can think about that would be like, oh yeah, I should talk to this group. What can really benefit them on, on their side? Yeah, there's, there's no shortage of, of companies uh, and, and individuals reaching out cold to prospects. Uh, I would say if you're on the receiving end of, of those messages, it's pretty easy actually to sort out, you know, who you should potentially give some time to and who you shouldn't. And, you know, what I advise all my clients on, number one, is to make it personal. Uh, the days of the mass can spam email, uh, you know, are not effective anymore. If you're on the receiving end of that, you know, it, it, it's probably those are the ones that you can delete and not feel any guilt about. Um, but those that do take the time and the energy to personalize it to you, I think, uh, you know, it says something about the quality of the work that they're probably doing for their clients. So I think that might give you pause to look at least. And then the other area I think that's important to look at is, you know, I always advise our clients to try to give value before you get anything back. You know, don't just go in and ask for a 30 minute meeting uh, without providing some value first. So I think, you know, again, those that take the time to personalize and then are willing to give you some value. Uh, in order for your time. And, and maybe that's, you know, teaching you something about your target audience. Uh, maybe they've done some original research. Maybe they're willing to do a workshop with you or provide a free audit. Uh, you know, that really shows that they care and they want your business. And I think, you know, those are the types uh, of cold outreach that you should maybe pay attention to. And you can usually pretty quickly tell with this quick glance, you know, if, if that's the type of message you're receiving or if you're getting one of those canned spam emails. Yeah, for sure. I think one of the the, the things that I work with on my team is always personalizing it. Um, you know, if you're not personalizing it, it's probably a waste of your time. Um, and digging deeper. And even now you're up against other folks that are customizing it. So going deeper and learning more about the prospect even before reaching out um, is, is very important. Let's talk a, a little bit about uh, tactics. Um, so what I mean by that is let's talk about calling, let's talk about LinkedIn, let's talk about email. What kind of things are you seeing the best results in, in terms of the tactics um, that successful salespeople from agencies are doing these days? I say all the above. Uh, it's, okay. It is certainly very, it's, it's not easy. Uh, it's, it's harder than ever now. Uh, for a lot of the reasons that we talked about already earlier. So the best business development directors are doing all of it. Uh, you know, it could be, it's a mix of email, it's, it's cold calling still, uh, it's social media, it's personalized video, it's handwritten notes. Uh, it, it can be all of the above. Uh, it's a multi-channel, multi-step approach. Uh, but again, uh, using personalization, you know, across all of the way. Uh, there are certain executives that you know, our, our email, they're not even maybe even checking their email. Maybe they have an assistant that is doing it for them, so it's impossible to get through. Um, but maybe they're reachable by phone. There's others that don't pick up the phone for anybody, but, you know, they live and die on LinkedIn. So, you know, you really have to take that multi-channel approach uh, in order to be effective. And again, I think that separates a lot of the those that are the good and the bad, because those that are usually, you know, not as diligent and professional are just looking for a quick hit and sending a mass spam type email versus those that really care and want the business are, are really, you know, going at it. At multiple. Got it. Have you experienced, so we're just, so listeners know we're recording this kind of at uh, nearing the end of 2020 and the turnover to 2021. So we're in the, 
I don't, hopefully that we just peaked in the COVID era. Um, have you experienced uh, calling uh, success decrease as individuals have been home, you know, without cell phone numbers readily available? Have you had any experience with that? Uh, my team claims to say it's much harder to reach people during the last six to nine months. Yeah, I think it depends on the tools that you're that you use. I sure, think sure. if you're looking to try to reach executives by calling the corporate number and being transferred to them, that tends to be a little bit more difficult. Um, however, I've also experienced it to, to be the opposite. It's true as well because sometimes those those calls are just end up being routed right to their mobile number, uh, and there's no gatekeeper in in uh, the middle anymore. So I think it's a little bit of a mixed bag. I, I have seen a little bit of a decrease overall. Um, however, I, I've also I think because of the pandemic, there's a lot less executives traveling like they used to. So I found a, a greater openness to actually meet with uh, new agencies uh, because they just have a little bit more time. It's easier to hop on that 30 minute call uh, versus before if they were traveling back and forth, they just you know weren't even available to, you know, to have that type of meeting. So a little bit of a mixed bag, um, but still effective. Yeah, no, makes sense. Uh, good to know. I think that's that's kind of exactly, there's pros and cons to it. And I think the other pro is if you're, you know, a smaller agency in a certain location, uh, you know, now might be a good time to look outside of your immediate metro area because uh, there's no travel that would need to be done for a meeting. There's no, there doesn't seem to be as many barriers and clients caring where the, the product is or the people are because there's no chance to meet in person anyway. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that. I think just like most companies have become more open to their employees working remotely, I, I'm seeing companies now more open to working with um, other, other agencies that are perhaps outside of their market uh, for the same reasons. Yeah, okay. The, the one other thing I wanted to ask you about that I've, I've heard or read or experienced is like the actual makeup of the agency and, you know, niching or niching down to a certain point to have a really uniqueness about your agency and your reach. So not only is it about tactic, about customization, but also, you know, is it a vertical or a skill set or something? What do you think about in terms of like that necessary, like it's, we're not, whatever you need, we got it. Um, how do you focus in on, on, on talking about what your, your agency, what's unique and the benefit it brings to the person that you're reaching out to? Yeah, that's a great, a great point. Uh, from specifically from an outbound standpoint, the more specialized the agency uh, is, it tends to deliver better results. Uh, and we like to talk to our clients about looking at it through the lens of the problems that you solve. Uh, don't just come at it saying, oh, we want to work with an airlines or, you know, we want to work with a, you know, consumer packaged goods company. Look at it first and foremost for what type of problems do you best solve for your clients and then go and find those audiences that are experiencing that problem. Because uh, maybe the problem that you're solving isn't what airlines need right now or that consumer packaged goods company might need. Maybe it is. Uh, so that's how we try to look at it is more through that lens of, of the problems that you solve and then looking at it through you know, a category or you know, maybe a, a vertical or, or something more horizontal. Uh, but the more direct and pointed you can be, the better. Uh, I also like to take kind of a Trojan horse approach where 
many times we're you know we take a very pointed um, point of view on something we get the meeting and, and that's usually all you need on that first meeting then you can expand and start talking about other services you offer and, and other things that you do but it's a really overwhelming especially when you're getting a cold call or a cold email to try to tell them that you do everything under the moon for everybody in every type of you know industry so I think the more direct uh, and targeted you can be the better that is uh, great to confirm and understand um, as a, a team that focuses uh, very heavily on web and application development versus being the everything to from writing content to doing marketing and um, everything else that goes in between you know that I think has had hyper uh, us in hyper growth mode for the past five or seven years so I, I can kind of confirm that firsthand um, people love that we're really good at that that thing um, and that makes us a, a little bit more unique uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you about um, because I know, I, I think I read this either on your website or something that we talked about in advance of this show, and I just want you to touch on it um, real quick, is salespeople are born, not made. So as, as agencies are thinking about this salesperson or people that are coming into their organization, what does that comment mean to somebody who's hiring uh, a salesperson? Yeah, that's a, a great point. Uh, I, I wholeheartedly believe that you don't necessarily have to be an extrovert uh, to be a salesperson. I think we all kind of have that used car salesman in the back of our head when we think of sales or business development. And especially when we're talking about more enterprise or, uh, or mid-sized companies, it really boils down to more process than anything else. So, you know, some people that may not necessarily be considered extroverts, if they're willing to have a, you know, and follow a process, I oftentimes find those individuals to be uh, better producers than someone that maybe has the gift of gap, you know, but doesn't want to file the process that, you know, doesn't have the discipline to sit down and make the necessary number of dials or send the necessary number of emails out. So, you know, I think, you know, if you're providing a system uh, for somebody, I, I think it could work um, even for those that, you know, may not typically have considered themselves a, a salesperson. Sure. No, that's, that's, that's really good thought. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with that comment. So that's, that's really cool. So, um, you know, Christian, it's been great talking to you, but unfortunately that's all the time that we have today on mind your own marketing business. I want to make sure that, uh, all of our listeners know, uh, that you can find, I think the, the best place for folks to find, uh, via audio is, ChristianBanach.com, where Banach is B-A-N-A-C-H. So ChristianBanach.com. Um, also, can look them up on LinkedIn, um, and we will be posting some of the details on our site. Um, and thank you so much to our listeners for joining us. You can download our episodes of our program by going to FjordsDigital.com slash MindYourOwnMarketingBusiness or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Thank you so much again for joining us, Christian. Thank you for having me, Joe. This has been a lot of fun. 